Hey guys, welcome to Tour de Forge. I'm Chris. On the far right, we have Sean with special guest Matt Parkinson from Dragon's Breath Forge. And he's going to be working with us on these guys. You may remember these. We started them well over a year ago now, and uh, they've been making the rounds as we slowly progress with our knives. So, Matt, what would be the next step that we're looking at in our knives? So, the next step on this is going to be to. Uh, They've been heat treated, they've been shaped um, at least rough ground. So now we're going to finish off the grind on the blade, make sure the handles hang is flat and ready to accept the wood. And then we can start building the handles. Perfect. Sounds good. Let's get started. Let's go make some dust. <laughs> setting these height-wise, I actually overshot just a smidge. So I'll bring this one up and then I'll go back to the other side and work them back and forth until they're nice and easy. So, we are done. Are done with our <laughs> knives. We finished them. It only took us um, almost two years. Yeah, I mean, it, we started uh, in the summer of 2018. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we sp we spent a good day with Matt. You know, working on these knives, and there's a lot of uh, processes that we had to go through. Still, yeah, more so than I expected. It took longer than I was expecting. It did. It took up. We were there 10 hours. Easily. It was we got a long there day. And um, it was, you know, I was pushing it to finish mine up. So, yeah, we same used here. up that time completely. And special thanks to Matt Parkinson of Dragon's Breath Forge for spending the day with us and helping us yeah. finish these things. But when we started, I mean, we had a lot of work to do still. We had to finish flattening out the, the blades and making sure they're straight and. So this is like the instructor's knife here. You got my knife here. Sean, you got your knife there. So we had to take the the blades, get them all prepped for the handles. And uh, we had a couple issues where um, the the handle areas weren't quite flat enough uh, for the handle to fit yeah. up. And um, so we had to work all that. And he also wanted us to work on the rough, finishing the rough grinding for the, the blade itself. Um, and getting that as close as we could to done right. beforehand. So you know, it was a it was a learning process, and you know, I'll say right now, sorry for the lack of footage, but when he gets into when you get into these projects, you need somebody else there to film it, or else you yeah. can't film all that. And stuff. And even if we set up a single camera, 
pointing in one direction. We were all over the shop the whole time, so that much would have been captured anyhow. But um, let's go through what we did. So yeah. as you were saying, you know, we flattened them out. We got them grounded shape as much as we could. Right. Hit them with Scotch-Brite and then drilled the holes for our pins and well let's think wait we had already had the holes drilled in the blades yes so so we had to cut the we got our handle scales cut to length then put one on would be attached with super glue yeah super glue just to get like the fit up right situated pop the holes in them Pop, oh. pop that scale off. And what were, what is it? Is a uh, spalted maple? Was we decided is what we ended up using? Yeah, wood? something like that. It's a little, little bit of quilting in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look, they look great. I think they came out yeah. great. Um. So yeah. So we glued them up, drilled the holes, uh, for the for the pins. Cut the pins. Yep. Cut um, the pins. Made sure everything was lining up properly, and then we took the two scales and stuck them together right and like you wanted to to mention we went and did the front of our scales first which i didn't even know you had to do that but he's like well matt was telling us you want to make sure you get that done first or else you're going to be digging into that blade when you're right you're not going to be able to get to this area once it's attached to the knife and so we had the scales put together we had a couple pins put in, bent to hold them in place. And we took the two scales to the grinder, ground a, a shape into it. So I put a curve in mine. You ground it down to um, kind of narrow it in the front also. And, you know, it's a great piece of advice. So it was ready to go. And then I think at that point, then we put the epoxy on them yeah we did the epoxy work and uh that was our first time working with that epoxy yeah. at least in this for me it was um it was an interesting process i know matt went through everything first he was showing us how to how to do the epoxy properly yeah. and where to spread it and we take the johnson's paste wax and put that all over the spots That's, that we didn't want right, the epoxy right so we put that basically all over the blade um, so we didn't get epoxy on that. So we wouldn't have to try to just, you know, deal with that where we didn't want it. So that was a good tip also. Yep. I went that day and I got home, I ordered paste wax. Yeah. I just got it in the other day. actually. Nice. So I'll know what to do when I'm working on some more handles and things yeah. moving forward. Um, so yeah, we got it epoxied and then once it was epoxied, did we go to lunch? Is that when we took our uh, break? Possibly. I think it was around there. And then yeah. we spent a lot, pretty much from like one thirty, two o'clock ish till we left just shaping the handles yeah. and staining. So a couple things. So, you know, we shape it on whatever size grinding wheels fit the contour contours best. Right. Um, so if you had a, a deeper contour and I think he did, um, you know, used a bigger wheel, I couldn't, um, so I'd use a smaller wheel to fit the curves. Um, and then he also showed us that he likes to hand file, you know, shape and, oh, yeah. and get wood uh, by filing um, 
which was a you know kind of a neat process also. I will and, say I have a new appreciation for files. Yeah. I I never thought about, you know, I've used files in the past, but not for something like this before. And once we started getting into the 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 weeds with how many different types of files there are and they how they work differently mm-hmm. and everything, it was interesting. And it made shaping the handles, at least like around the finger areas and stuff, a lot easier getting in there and smoothing it out. Right. Because you can go to a grinder and then, oops, you take off too much. You put a divot in there and you, you can't take it out. So using a file to get that kind of, you know, fine-tuned mm-hmm. um, and then taking sandpaper to it. And you want to spend a decent amount of time doing that because there's going to be file marks left in these, these scales. Um, so you want to take that out before you put a finish on it because then the finish is really going to bring it out. And so for the most part, I got that taken care of, but just a couple of spots where I could see I had some file marks there. Yeah, me but too. I have a it kind of spots. just goes in with the the dark grain of the wood anyway, so you can't, you know, exactly pick it up. Um, but for the most part, it, it, you know, it came out just the, the way it needed to. And then we put a little bit of um, stain on it. Yeah, we did the staining and let mm-hmm. that sit for a few minutes and yep. cleaned it up. And uh, I put a little wax on over that. Oh, you did? After. I didn't do that on mine, is it? Oh, yeah, you can feel a little bit that the wax kind of yep. helps with the maybe sealing it up a little bit more. Um, I screwed mine up at the end. Because I, I was going to hit, it was the final, it was the final cleaning up of the blade. We were doing that after we put the handles on, um, before we did the the sharpening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened, but I managed to hit the corners of my handle pieces on both sides. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I didn't even notice it apparently. And then I saw it on the second side. And I pointed it out to Matt, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I screwed it up. And he goes, he's looking at it, he goes, oh, you did it on both sides. Now it's a feature, not a mistake. <laughs> there you go. So that was, it, it was interesting. I still don't know how it happened. I don't, All I know is I was working on the grinder. I thought I was being really careful not to get the handle anywhere near it. The yeah. next thing I know, it's the same spot on both sides got hit. So I must have been holding it a certain way that I just didn't realize yeah. it was contacting. Um. And that was really it, you know. And then we did the final sharpening. We did the, mm-hmm. the sharpening on the stone. Yep. I was not grasping the proper technique for that. I just couldn't get it the the right angle. And... Yeah, it that that definitely takes some practice. Yeah. Because I wasn't really getting it either, and it's easy just to not have it at the right angle. He's like, "Well, you just got to hold it you know, like a match. Uh, matchbook is underneath right. it." I'm like, "Okay," and I'm slicing. <laughs> Uh, uh, and I'm trying, no, 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 you gotta do that. It was like multiple yeah. times. I'm like, you know what? This is all I can do. <laughs> and then stupid me is like doing that, doing that, clean it off. Hmm. Just see how oh, yeah, that's like. right. And I sliced right into my thumb. <laughs> that's right. And I was like, oh shit. And I wrapped my finger up pretty quickly. It didn't bleed too bad, but it was like, well, that's my own fault. That was pretty stupid. But, uh, then that was it. We sharpened the blades and we were done. Yeah. The day. Now, what else can we do on these? Well, we can make sheaths for them. We have materials to make sheaths right. for them. Yeah. We don't know how to do that yet, but we're going to try to teach ourselves, I think. So mm-hmm. that'll be cool. Um, are there any any big takeaways from the whole process? You know, we we worked on these things starting with Theo Naz uh, back in New York, and then we 
worked with who was next after that? Ryan Brewer. So Theo, we did the points. Yeah. Ryan, we did the shaping of the the handle and the blade. We did, yes. And uh, the bevels, that right. hammering in the bevels. Mm-hmm. With Peter, no, we, did we go to Matt first or Peter first? We did uh, uh, Matt first, Matt. and we ground. We did that was our first experience with grinding knives with Matt, yeah. Matt Barry, and we ground in our profiles and worked on the beginning of our blade grinding and, and mm-hmm. everything else. Then we went to work with Peter Schwartzbert and we cleaned up the blades quite a bit and yes. heat treated them with him. That was one of the big things we did. Right. We spent time to heat treat. And then we finished everything off with Matt Parkinson. So yeah. it was an interesting process. You know, I've taken, I took the one knife making class with Peter. Um, and so I mean, I've been learning a lot about knife making over the last year and a half because of this, because I've gotten so drawn into it and wanted to build this workshop and actually make knives. Right. So it was a good, it was a good first project. I think it was a, a lot of work. It was and a lot. It takes, uh, I'd say, a lot of skill to to make a good knife. Skill, patience. Yeah. Um, I mean. Far more goes into it than I realized. Uh, we'll, we'll say that because yeah. a show like Fortune Fire, which a common complaint about Fortune Fire is the fact that this isn't a craftsman show. This is a how fast can you make a knife show. So you think, ah, it's only going to take a day. But really, the amount of time we put into these things, and never mind the fact that it took us so long to schedule it, it's just, it takes a long time. And, you know, as we get better, the process will go quicker. It was a it was an eye opener for me yeah. on just how much goes into making one knife that's a quality like this knife I'd be comfortable using, and I feel like it's in good shape. If you remember, I accidentally water quenched this thing, <laughs> that's right. and luckily because it must have been the the eighty CRV just was a forgiving enough material that it just didn't dis- get cracked. Yeah. So I lucked out with that. Um, but again, I've, I learned a lot from this one build and having those teachers there to show us, you know, it was different than when I took the class with Peter, because that's more about forging the blade shape. And then the handle that we put on those knives were just wraps. Right. So we took it a, a, a step further doing these types of handles and it was funny because Matt even said, well, I don't even do these types of knives. That's right. He doesn't do full tang. <laughs> he doesn't do full tang knives. So he was like, I'll have to think about this for a second. And then he you know, was able to guide yeah. us in it. But I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm happy with how it came out. I have very obvious flaws. Never mind this. Like, I didn't get a good cleanup job done where the epoxy was. I could probably have gotten that a little cleaner. I didn't, for whatever reason... I got, I don't know why it's black on the spine of my knife, but I thought I had cleaned it up because we did all this profiling. I don't know why it's still like that, but I could feasibly clean that up on my own grinder if I wanted to do a little bit of a just light touch with it. But I don't know if I'm going to. I think that I'm going to call this one done. And and this this is one of those things where it's an example of, you know, what not to do for certain things, you know? Yeah, it's first knife. You know, it's first f- first knife that we started, but it's 
not going to be 100% perfect Jason Knight, Master no. Smith knife here. <laughs> no. And I'm all right with that. Me, it's yeah. It came out. Uh, I never would have thought that I could just turn steel, steel and into, into this blade. Right. So and, I'm I'm happy with this. And yeah. I'll have that forever. Oh, no, it's yeah. not going anywhere. Absolutely. This, yeah. I will never get rid of this one. This is going to be one of those ones that maybe I'll use it, but maybe I'll just keep it around just to have. Hell, if I go camping and I got a sheath, I can put this on a belt, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll and that'd be great. Tote that thing around. That would be really great. And so that's it. I mean, that's, a, that's it for our first Tour de Forge season. That's it for our first knife build. Um, I don't know what we're going to do if we're going to try to follow it up and do something else different. Um, for a mm. second season, that's something we'll have to kick around for a while because yeah. it kind of took a long time to get it back on track with this. But there is something we also have to figure out is what are we going to do with this bad boy? <laughs> I don't know. The instructor's knife because we had Peter and Matt Parkinson, Matt Barry, like Ryan Brewer and Theo all worked on these too. I mean, that's five great Smiths. Yeah. But I mean, Matt Parkinson's going to be testing for Master Smith soon. A master smith knife goes for thousands of dollars. <laughs> and so and hey. Peter, he's selling his stuff that he makes for, you know, a good chunk of money because he's been doing it for years and years and he's very talented. Mm-hmm. And Matt Barry, you've seen the the friggin' swords and in-depth creations that he makes. I mean Yeah. And Theo, I mean, all of them. They and <laughs> even Ryan Brewer just posted this <laughs> trench knife that he made, this yeah. real badass trench knife that he put together. It's like, what do you do with this thing? Like, we're not going to sell this. This is something that's going to either stick around as a memento for the show. The only other thing I could think of doing, which I would be okay with, would be auctioning it off to donate to, like, a charity. Mm. Because otherwise, I mean, what else are we going to, like, I kind of feel selfish wanting to keep it, you know, as a memento. Just hang it up. We could hang it up as a prop. Maybe someday... We'll discuss the idea of auctioning it off to somebody that might want a knife that was worked on by those five guys. I mean, I'm sure there's people that would buy that. Absolutely yeah. sure that people would want to buy this. This is sick. Like those scales are. I love those scales too. They came out great. They yeah. came, it's so cool. The shape of this blade came out awesome. I mean, everything about this is really cool. The only thing is, you know, there's no identification on it, and yeah. so it's tough. I mean, how do you how do you handle that? But you know, we have video proof of guys working on this, so we can at least say, hey, you can see the video to see who put this together. But anywho, that's that. Those are our knives, and that was it. That's Tour de Forge Season 1, so thanks. Hope you liked it. Yeah, I hope so, too. (laughs) We enjoyed the process. Thanks, everybody, who's watched it and followed along with this particular build and stuck around with us since we started doing this this was, I mean, back in the day, that was when we only had a couple hundred subscribers at most. Now we're almost at 2,000, so it's it's a little different. We were in the game for only a few months at that point. Yeah, yeah. So. It's been an interesting journey to this point. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. So thanks again, everybody, and um, we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.